Hello, and welcome to Increasing Faith's podcast, where we walk by faith and not by sight. We're so happy you found us. We exist to reach people with the love of God, to serve those in our community, and to empower God's people to become agents of change. Have you been inspired to reach higher, to push beyond your current circumstances? Or have we helped you get to that aha moment? Then share this with a friend. We can't wait to see you soon. God bless. going to waste time dealing with you. I'm just going to slide over and, and, and get with somebody that really understand the power of the DNA of God. I'm not going to waste too much time to try to motivate nobody that don't want to be motivated. I'm not even going to try to waste no more time to inspire folk that don't want to be inspired. I'm only after the ones who really want to be motivated. I'm after those self-starters. Okay, all right. I want you to get that. You see, Pastor Sam, I'm after the self-starters. So when a company is trying to hire someone, one of the first thing they ask, are you a self-motivator? Why? Because the company don't want to really waste too much time trying to motivate someone that don't want to be motivated. Now, I'm not trying to find, I'm not trying to make no one stay here. I'm trying to find just a few folk that don't have to be motivated to lift their voice and give God. Like, like I don't even want to enter into the season anymore to have to tell somebody to stand up and give God praises. I don't want to have to deal with robots. I don't want to have to deal with folk that I, that move at my tune like 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 we're dancers. God don't want that. The Bible says that when God has set you free, you are what? So you don't need somebody to tell you when to stand up to open up your mouth and give God glory. You don't need somebody to tell you when to clap your hand and give him praises. Only folk who are wrapped up in bondage and in jail and in imprisonment that's the, they always need a guard to tell them when to move they always need somebody to call but god wants self-motivators he wants those who wake up in the morning ready no matter what you're going through he wants those who are ready no matter how you feel he wants those who are ready no matter what the opposition is so if you're ready on this morning i need somebody to shout who is really ready yeah okay i need if you're really ready if you're dead, I ain't worrying about you. If you're dead, let the dead bury the dead. But I'm trying to find some folk that are alive. If you're dead, don't worry about it. We'll preach your funeral. But I'm trying to find some folk that are excited. If your circumstances and situations got you that far in the grave and you don't believe that God can pull you out, I'm going to let God deal with you. But I'm going to find some folk who are ready to live, who got something to live for. Who don't believe that it's over? Who don't believe that it's over? I got something to fight for. I got something to worship God for. If you dead, don't worry about it like I tell you. We're going to preach your funeral tomorrow. But right now, I got to deal with some live folk. I wouldn't even want to sit by somebody that can't even raise their hand and give God praises. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to sit arm and arm by somebody and mouth shut up. And God is too good to me. Doors he's opened up for me. I get aggravated when I'm around somebody and I want to worship God and he's sitting up there like this. What you come here for? You can watch it online. Stay in the bed. 
your gown on. You ain't got to get them brush no teeth to come here. Tell your neighbor nobody begging nobody. But when you come, come with purpose. Because if you think the enemy like you, you crazy. Maybe you the enemy. But I want to remind you that the enemy can't stand your guts. The enemy vomit every time he see you get up in the morning. The enemy worked extra hard because he thought he killed you on yesterday. So when you rose up, he suck his teeth. Why can't? Why she keep getting up? I sent that accident to take her out. Why he still here? He make me sick. With, with his old purposeful self, not purposeless. With her old purposeful self. Make me sick because she's so close to God. This is how the devil talk about you. Make me sick because I know how much God love him. That's how the enemy talk about you. So then that's why I don't mind making the enemy words true. Okay, let me tell you something. See, okay, wait a minute. The enemy say, what is old prosperous self? So then I praise God. See, God makes the devil a liar every time you get up in the morning. <laughs> Somebody shot the devil as a liar. So I want you to understand that. God makes the devil a liar every time you get up in the morning. Because the devil hoping and wishing that you give up, but you won't give up. So every time, every time you get up in the morning, don't feel like you put together, but you get up anyway. That makes the devil sick. And every time he turn up, God turns you up. So Satan can never get ahead of you. Because you already were. And you ain't turning yourself up. Is God proving that Satan is a liar through you? So tell your neighbor, you got to change what you say. Some of us talking too negative. We want things to change in our life, but you're talking too negative. It is an easy thing I found out as a pastor to tell you what to say. But then when I got to do it, it can be a challenge. Mm, you don't hear me. It's easy for me, a man of God, to stand up here to tell you, open up your mouth and praise the Lord. But when it comes time for me to do it. So I want you to understand that I'm in the same fight that you're in. And I'm not trying to get a cheap way out. I'm not trying to get anybody to do something for me to get me out of a challenge. Because as long as I stay in the grind with you, as long as I, I got the shovel and I'm digging the ditch with you, as long as I'm getting up and I'm moving in the same system as you moving, then my words can be true when I tell you that God is good. And you don't got to sit there and look at me like we're in La La Land or Disney World or like I'm Mickey Mouse. I'm in the same hell that you are in. I'm in the same fight that you are in. I'm in the same struggle that you are in. And I've got to use the same faith that you've got to use. 
I'm not trying to look for an easy way out. So when I tell you the DNA of God is in me, right there you ought to get excited to say, well, if he's in Pastor Frank, then my God is in me. Tell your neighbor it ain't over. See, that's why we can't be a church with folk that look like they got it all together because the word ain't going to make sense. That's why we got to have an evangelistic team to go out and minister to the hurt and minister to the lost and minister to the broken heart. So that you really can see the effects of the word because maybe we're already there and we don't need this no more. I don't know. But I guarantee you that there's folk out there that needs to hear a message called the DNA of God. That's ready to give up, throw in the towel. That's ready just, it don't matter anymore. And I need to hear a word that don't address my circumstances, that don't address my problems or depression. Man, Pastor Frank, you don't know, I'm having suicidal thoughts. I need to talk to that man. And they're out there. They're out there. They're out there. So yes, the church has to shift. We got to have the broken heart in this place. That's the vision. Not seeking to transform the same life that we see Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. But going out there and finding the hopeless. So that we who are here can really see mission and vision of the church. But we can't see the mission and vision of the church if we preach it to the same walls. Tell your neighbor it takes work. There is nothing more gratifying to see somebody who came in broken hearted. To see that they're changed. How do we know that the word is working if we don't see change not in things but change in man? I can't measure whether or not the word of God is working just by seeing you every day. But when I see somebody that I haven't seen before and I begin to minister the word of God, God gives me an opportunity to minister to the word of God to the broken heart. And to see the broken heart, eyes lit up. To say, just when I thought it was over, you came along. Yeah, I believe in God. Then you begin to see God's word is true. Not because he just put food on your table. I mean, that's good and all. I mean, that's good. Tell your neighbor, God going to take care of me. I mean, if you love your children, you're going to take care of your children. That's your responsibility. You do it with love. So God going to take care of me. I don't knocking down his door for him to take care of me. He's going to do that. There is nothing more gratifying in life to minister to someone that believes it is all over for them or they think that it is no more tomorrow to feed somebody that's starving. I heard a pastor say that's not the church's job and he's an idiot. It is our job. The reason we have governmental systems for people to go to is because the church has not been doing its job. The reason why they got food programs now is because the church hasn't been doing its job. But not to get so political on you, but over there in Oakland, California, 
in the 1970s, it was a small group of men called the Black Panther Party. And the Black Panther Party was the first to establish a food bank program where they will feed the children in the hood food before they get to school because the school wasn't feeding the black kids. So when the system saw that the black children were now learning school because they had the energy to learn, they weren't falling asleep in class anymore because of hunger and starvation, the government said that, well, we got to do something. So then they established the food bank program in the school system, but it was first established in the community. don't think that is not our responsibility it is but the issue and the problem is we are so dependent on governmental systems and not the kingdom of God that was kingdom that the Black Panther Party did we are constitutional not kingdom Tell your neighbors a shifting of the mind. So yes, it's our responsibility to take care of widows. Yes, it's our responsibility to take care of orphans. The church should be packed and filled. We should have a bus line. We should have a bus where we go around and pick up folk. But it's hard for us to give. Yes, we give $5, but your $5 is not going to make a difference. Yes, you give $10, it's not going to make a difference. You give $5, I understand. If that's all you have, but some of us have more than that. If that's all you have, because financial poverty and situations, I understand. But some of us work every day. But you're living well above your means. Trying to be somebody that currently you are not. So now when it's required of you. You draw back. Because you feel like you can't. If we are going to fulfill the vision and mission, it takes every one of us. Not some pulling the load and some straddling the fence. Tell your neighbor you got to be all the way in or get all the way out. You see? And it's not a hurtful thing. But you are here today because I believe that you are ready to go all the way. I believe that you are here today because you truly desire to go. We don't really know what all the way looks like. It's almost like when we get that feel and it feels good and we're there I ain't used to that so I draw back I pull back 
boy, fellowship was good today, pastor. But you draw back because you're afraid. Tell your neighbor, just go all the way. Once you got the weight up, man, go all the way. Push through. When you're when, when, when you right there, just go all the way. Just go all the way. Just get fed up and tired just one time and go all the way. You know when somebody bothering you and you just get fed up with it and you just go all the way. Because the bully don't stop until you go what? You can't pay half the debt off, pay it all off, and you ain't got to worry about the debt no more. So do what? Go all the way. You keep sending the minimum balance on the card. The only thing that you're doing is paying interest. Just go ahead and pay the little $125 off. Go what? You trying to pinch. You trying to pinch. You trying to pinch. And you ain't knocking down nothing. Just do what? Pay the thing off, man. Go what? And then you're going to feel better once you go all the way. You pinching and you pinching. With a balance. The balance, $85. Well, I'm going to just send $15. Come on, man. Pay the thing off so that you can feel better. Because the only thing you're going to glad I paid off. Why? Because you're going all the way. For six months, you've been playing with that little $300. Just go all the way, man. You'll check more than $300. Pay the thing off. So you ain't got to worry about it no more. And then now you can save that $300 and add on something in your life. The same $400 that you're holding on to is the payment of the car that you want. Pay it off and start saving the $400 a month so that you can now in a year time get your car. Tell your neighbor you the one holding yourself up. Pinching your money because you're scared you're going to be broke. That's a broke way of thinking. DNA of God. I'm going to show you what's in you. Let's deal with it now. Here we go. So David was a shepherd boy that was filled with anointing. Listen to me, because he was born that way. Samuel came down because Saul messed it up. At first it was Samuel, and Samuel was the first prophet and priest of God. And Samuel heard God from a little boy. At first Samuel didn't know the voice of God. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. He ran to Eli several times. And on the second time, Eli told Samuel to lay down. And if the voice speak to you again, answer it and say, Lord, here am I. And Samuel did that. And from that point on, God started dealing with Samuel. He reared Samuel up. And Samuel was the voice of the kingdom of Israel for many years. And then Israel got tired of Samuel. And Israel said, we want to be just like the other nations. We want to have a king. Tell your neighbor, be careful with that. And you are not like everybody else. You are not like everybody else. See that? You are not like everybody. You can't look at what everybody else have and then be God wide. God will give you just what you asked for. There's consequences behind things that you desire. We don't want to hear Samuel anymore. Give us a king just like the other nations to rule over us. Samuel was offended. He went to God. What kind of matter is this? God, they're rejecting me. God said, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. But because I love them and I don't want to argue with my children, I'm going to give them just what they asked for. So then Samuel told them to go out and choose among yourself a king. And they chose Saul. Saul was handsome. Saul was tall, dark hair. Masculine. Oh, he was the man. And all the ladies loved him. 
He was a ladies man. And he was a killer. He was a warrior. Slick with his words. Know how to move just right. He was the people's champion. And they elected Saul to be king. God gave Saul an order. And told him to go down and to kill all the enemy. Kill their cattle. Kill them all. And Saul didn't do that because he saw opportunity for himself. So the things that he should have killed, he saved. Such as cattle and the women and the children. And God told him to kill it all. Samuel came down to view what Saul did. And Samuel was displeased with Saul. God set Samuel up because God knew Samuel's heart was not in him but for himself. The anointing that God has on your life is not for you. It's for the people. Yeah. Yeah. He tore the kingdom away from Saul. He took back the anointing. He took back the kingmanship. And Saul tore Samuel's cloak. Follow me now. Samuel turned around and said, as you tore my cloak, so shall the kingdom of Israel be torn away from you. Saul began to beseech God day in and day out. Asking God for forgiveness. Not because he sinned against God because of the people. It's because of power. He was angry. He was upset. And he was afraid now because he's going to live in shame. God is demoting him now. He's going to be just like everybody else. The anointing of God had left Saul. Have you ever seen men, ministers, preachers who started out hot to trot? Their messages were strong and uplifting. Churches was packed and filled. Their name ran across the community. And then all of a sudden they died. Not physically, but their voice died. Folk began to lose trust. It was because they leaned more towards power of themselves. Their messages are no longer inspirational to the people. It's all about what they have in themselves. They have become Saul. And the anointing of God has left them. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't there. Tell your neighbor it ain't there no more. It ain't, it ain't there no more. It just ain't there. So then what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Because Saul thirst for power. He went down and he tried to find a soothsayer. He went down and, and he found an old witch doctor that seemed to draw up the power of Samuel. And it didn't work. God woke up Samuel before he died and he told Samuel to go down to the house of Jesse. There I have a king there after my heart. Oh, here we go. The prophet Jeremiah said that I will give you pastors after what? My heart. David was a pastor because David was a shepherd boy. He had the love for the sheep. Jesse Jesse had other boys who were strong, masculine, dark hair. They served in the military. Samuel went down with all in a cup. Listen. Went to the house of Jesse. And he said, Jesse, I came to search for a king out of your bloodline. Called the sons and he pulled the oil on the head. 
God told him if the oil runs down, runs down, it runs down, then that's the one. He went to the first boy, the oil just sat on the head, it didn't run. Push him out the way, he don't have it, he hasn't been called. Went to the next one, the oil sat on the head. He masculine, he looked good, handsome. Push him. That's Samuel's mindset. Samuel was a man of God, but yet he still struggled with the instructions and vision of God. Even Samuel thought that these boys, out of one of these masculine boys, one of them got to be king. Out of all of these good-looking sons you have, at least one of them got to be king. Because a king's supposed to what? Look good. Smell good. Ladies' man. Sharp and clean. Got the right words. Strong and a warrior. And that's the way Jesse boys look. All never ran. All never ran. All never ran. Samuel got confused. He said, well now wait a minute Jesse. You got to have another one. Jesse looked around and said, you little shame of David. So he looked around and said, well yeah, yeah I, I do have another one. But we keep him in the back. Yeah, and the only thing he does is he just tend the sheep. He just, for some reason, I tried to get him to join the military, but he just loved them sheep. That's all that boy want to do is just stay with that sheep. In the rain and the snow, all late at night, he just want to be around the sheep. That boy that even took nap with the sheep. I'm looking in the bed to see if he's sleeping in the bed. He on the outside in the pasture with the sheep. It's just something about this boy I got in them sheep. And if you think he a king, Sam, that's going on out there. Because I, 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 the boy just a shepherd. He was just born to be a shepherd. I tried to send him to school to learn another skill. He don't want to do that. Like David don't want to do nothing but just stick with them all right, stink, foul, free up sheep. David even smell like him. I can't even let David come in the house because he smell like the sheep. Messing with my allergies. Messing up with my sinus. David and them old I, don't even, I wish I never got them sheep, Samuel. Well, go get him. I know you're upset and I know you're angry, but God told me that the king is in your house. And but these boys ain't got the juice. I'm gonna come to your address in a minute. I know y'all tired, but I'm gonna come to your address in a minute. Ain't none of them boys that got the juice. I know you raised them boy up for this purpose, Jesse, but I know you invested a lot of money in Tim, but Tim ain't got it. I know you send Michael to military school, but Michael ain't got it. We're going to try David. Lord, please. Samuel went to praying. See, God forced Samuel to pray. Samuel began to pray. Lord, he got to be the one. Samuel didn't win in with that intention, but all of a sudden, I don't know if y'all get that. All of a sudden, God changed Samuel's mind and he began, Lord, he got to be the one because your word can't go back to you void. God, your word is true, so this, guy, this, this boy got to be the one. God, I ain't even seen him. You know, don't even call him, Jesse. Where he at, I'll go to him. Don't even bring him in the house. I'll go see him. Lord, he got to be the one. Lord, let him be the one. Lord, let your anointing run down on him. Lord, I call this oil right now that when I pour this oil on this boy's head that I ain't never seen it's going to... Samuel never seen Jess, uh, David, but he began to prophesy because all of the other ones, so he, this got to be the one. I don't know if he's four foot three. I don't know if he's three foot two, but I, I don't know if he's seven foot tall. I don't know if he got one leg, 
but he got to be the one Lord. And when he found David, he found David working with them sheep. He found David working with them sheep, training them sheep, dealing with them sheep, feeding them sheep, singing to them sheep, nurturing one of the sheep that leg got injured, banding the legs up. David sitting down with a little baby sheep in his arms. David helping the sheep giving birth. David leading the sheep. That same David, Samuel found him. And Samuel said, well, God, is this the one? Because he sure don't look like a king. David, come here. David went to Samuel. I know this ain't touching nobody. But it's maybe touching one person. Don't say nothing, David. I know you don't understand. I know you don't even know what's going on. You don't even know why I'm here right now, David. I know you don't even understand. David had no clue that Samuel was coming. David had no clue that he was anointed. Nobody was ministering to David. Nobody was prophesying to David. Nobody was coming to David. Nobody was speaking a word of encouragement to David. David was out there with those sheep by himself day in and day out. You got to understand the mind of David. He didn't know Samuel was coming. He didn't know what was going to take place. He was out there minding his business. And all of that time, God was training David. No word was coming to David, but God was training David. No one was prophesying over David's life. God was training David. Nobody was speaking a word of encouragement to David. No pastor was ministering to David. David ain't had no cell phone to call nobody. It was no internet to Google nothing. David was out there in the woods by himself. No brothers would come to him. Father had to push him away. It was just David, them sheep, and God, and David was all right. David wasn't running behind success. David wasn't running behind promotion. David wasn't running behind more money in his bank account. It was David, them sheep, and God, and if David never got elevated, he was fine and all right. Tell your neighbor you got to be fine and all right. Maybe right where you are, that's where God got you there so he can train you and teach you and you out trying to find a word. And God giving you word every morning, God giving you word every evening, God giving you word every night, but you won't. That's what David learned. For the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He didn't learn it in the palace. He learned it in the woods dealing with those sheep. He didn't learn creating me a clean heart in the castle. He learned it all well in the woods by himself in the cave. No one was coming to him. That's where he learned how to trust God. And every now and then when it got difficult for David, every now and then when it got hard for David, every now and then when he got weary, the Bible said it was in the cave that David learned how to encourage himself in the Lord. Tell your neighbor you got to learn how to encourage yourself. Ain't nobody coming to your rescue. You got to learn how to encourage yourself. Ain't nobody coming to bail you out. Calling. You got to learn how to do it. Encourage yourself. Pick up the pieces. Whatever pieces is left. Pick it up and do one. Encourage yourself in the Lord. He didn't learn that when the crown was on his head. He didn't learn that when he was wearing the robe. He learned that with those sheep. When the sheep was weary. 
the sheep could look at David. When the sheep was crying, the sheep could have looked at David. When the sheep was lost, the sheep waited on David. Y'all ain't get that. When the sheep back was up against the corner, he just kept bah, 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 crying, calling for who? David, because he knew that David was where? On the way. Cry a little louder, sheep, so I can hear you. David is on the way. Cry a little stronger, sheep. David is on the way. Bah, bah. Hold on a little while longer. The shepherd is on the way. And that's where the enemy wants you to get to where you ain't crying out no more. The reason how God can locate you is because you'll cry. God can find you because of your cry. God locates you because of your cry. So what the enemy want to do is grab you by the throat and begin to crush your vocal cords so you don't have a cry no more. But I need just a few folk in this place just to lift your voice just for a moment and give God a supernatural cry. On the count of three, one, two, three, cry out. Yeah. yeah right there, that's how God locates you. That's how God finds you. He finds you by your voice. The sheep wander off. The sheep drifted away. The sheep got lost in his own mind. And when the sheep looked around and nothing else looked common, nothing else looked like I'm lost, he did what? He stopped moving and he began to do what? Bah! Bah! He didn't try to wander to find David. He did what? Stood still and began to do what? Bah! Bah! He didn't try to find another way out the, out the woods. He did what? Yeah, the enemy heard him, but he ain't crying out. See, the enemy tell you, you better be quiet so the enemy don't hear you. And God said, the only way I can find you if you cry. The only way I can find you is if you cry. Tell your neighbor he's coming. I promise you he's going to find you before the year is over. He's coming. Some of you going to get that breakthrough that you've been longing for in January of this year. You won't get it before the year is out. Tell your neighbor he's coming. I promise you. I promise you he's coming. I promise you he's coming. If you wait on him, it get better and better as he come. As he. Okay, all right. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Oh. Samuel, sit back. Pour a little more, Sam. It ain't been enough. I know you scared, Sam. Go ahead and pour the oil. I know you scared. It's a, a drip ain't going to do, Samuel. A drip ain't going to do. Samuel was afraid that, that David wasn't the one. God said, pour it, man. Pour it. Turn it up. Samuel, you're not going to take this oil home with you to cook no bread. Pour it on the boy head. All right. He sit there. God ain't moving. God said, wait. Don't go nowhere, Samuel. God, why are you saying it? Turn around, Samuel. Look. The all started running on the left side, on the right side. Start covering David's face. David still didn't know what was going on, but he was obedient. Saul, Samuel, let out in a praise. David didn't know why Samuel was dead.
that I can believe that Samuel started speaking in tongue. I believe Samuel started dancing. I believe right there Samuel had a breakthrough. David didn't know what was happening. But I think that when he saw Samuel begin to praise God, he began to lift up his hands. And David didn't even know. See, some of you trying to wait and know what's going to happen before you open up your mouth and begin to praise him. God got your mind the way it is so your mind won't mess up what he's about to do. And all you got to do is lose control of yourself. You want to control everything. That's why it's hard for you to... David would dance. And David didn't learn how to dance naked. When, when, when he won the battle, David learned how to dance naked right in front of those sheep. He began to dance. Saul found, Samuel found the king. David went out, killed Goliath before he took the throne. Let me get back up here. See, nobody knew David was king yet. Samuel didn't run out and tell Israel that y'all got a new king. Leave Saul off. The only folk who knew that was Jesse, Samuel, David, and God. But the anointing had already went on David. So one day David went out. Well, y'all got to get there. Oh, we going home now. Trust me. We going home now, Sam. David went out to feed his brothers because David saw that Israel was about to fight the Philistines and they were sitting there barking at each other. The Philistines said, we're tired of hearing your mouth so we're going to send out our own champion. His name was Goliath. Goliath raised up off the tree and Israel started to shake because they don't got a champion in sight. Goliath had looked like a warrior. He was big, tall, and strong with dark hair. Sword about yea long. Shield about yea wide. And he went out cursing Israel. And not only cursing Israel, but cursing their God. David got tired of that mess. Because David learned that when he was dealing with the... Yeah. David got tired of the bear trying to pump the sheep out. David got tired of the lion trying to pump the sheep out. So when David saw Goliath, you know what he saw? The bear. When David saw Goliath, you know what he saw? The lion. And David said, with the same method I killed the lion, I shall kill Goliath. With the same method that I used to kill the lion, I will kill Goliath. David had, see, 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 see. Some of y'all trying to wait to feel the anointing. Tell your neighbor the anointing is already in you. When the anointing raised up in you, it's because there needs to be something solved. The anointing raises up in you when there's a problem that needs to be solved. The anointing begins to rear up in you when God shows you lack. When there's fear, here come the anointing raising up in you. Where there's doubt, here come the anointing raising up in you. When, 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 when it seems like there's no resources, here come the anointing rearing up in you. And then there's an energy level, a, a supernatural energy. God, take it over. Take the thing over. What you waiting for? Take it over. It's a push. It's a push. It's a push in urgency. When you feel that urgency, that's the anointing of God rearing up on the inside of you that's telling you, take your post and take demand. Don't wait. What you waiting for? God calling you from the back to the front. 
waiting for. God been calling you for two years and you sitting there trying to say, well, I don't know if I'm qualified. You feel the push. Tell your neighbor, get up from where you are and take your post. Hell, scary folk. Take your post. David ain't went through no military training. David did what? Took his post. Do you know the opportunities that you have allowed to slip through your finger because you wouldn't take your post? Some of you should have been supervisors by now. But you don't want to take your post because you're afraid you're going to offend somebody. The anointing of God that's in you is going to offend some folk. Get it in your head. But you want to be friends with everybody. That's your problem. You want to be liked. That's your problem. But God been calling you to leadership. But your problem is you're trying to still hold on to folk to be their friend. That's your biggest problem. That's your biggest problem. You don't want to really take your post. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You don't need no counseling. You just need to do exactly what God told you to do. Samuel, I'm Saul got so messed up in his head because he fell away from his post that he started to become delusional. Couldn't sleep at night. He was so depressed that David had to play music. See, that's our problem. You're so messed up in the head and you don't feel no better until music happened. Now you're ready to worship. When no music, you depress. That's a spirit. And that spirit is only there because you refuse to take your post. David didn't have a problem with that. David didn't have a problem with that. And David's post was not about himself. It was about the sheep. Now I'm going to show you your DNA. I'm going to help you with this. If this is helping you, come on, say I. You got to go into the new year taking your post. Tired of y'all wrestling with it. Don't rest. Tell your neighbor, stop wrestling with it. God been calling you to leadership, but then you still want to look like. David couldn't look like the sheep. He had to lead the sheep. But you still want to look like the employees. Take your stand. Take your stand. Take it. Don't ask for it. Take it. Why are you asking for permission when God already gave it to you? Tell your neighbor, take it. Take it. It's yours. It's been yours for five years. It's been yours for ten years. God been done called some of us up ten years ago. In fact, okay, let me get direct. Your house that you want is going to come through you taking your position. And what God is not going to keep doing is repeating himself. He will do to you what he did to Saul. He will take it and give it to somebody else. I need somebody to say, I need my anointing back. Boy, I know, I know, I know. I'm come on, I, I, I need somebody to say, I need my anointing back. Come on, come on. One more time. I need my anointing back. You know, you know where you're missing. You know where you're missing it. I need you to be a David, not a not a Saul. 
I need somebody to say, God, I received the best you have for me. Okay. So David went out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you the DNA of God right here, right here, right here. I want, you, I want us to see this right here. David went out. Because, see, God showed me this. God showed me how this church came. God showed me. I was sharing this with Najee. I was sharing this with Najee on the way home. And God showed me. Boy, I wish I could sit down and just tell you all this. God showed me. God showed me how the church came. I had to. Because, see, some of us don't really know it. Some of us don't really know it. See, it didn't come through bylaws. So it, it, it didn't come through money. It, it, it didn't come through folk giving us stuff. It didn't come through a loan. It didn't come through good credit. It didn't come through any of that. And some of us are waiting on that. But you're missing the presence of God here. We didn't get here because we were better than. We didn't get here because we spoke to the right person. Somebody said the DNA of God. God dropped a little bit of his blood right here. Don't you get that? He just dropped a little bit of his blood right here. Charlene and I, we left and we came here. Didn't tell Cookie, didn't tell Deke, didn't tell nobody. We started moving and we started just walking around because we heard a voice from God saying, I want you to reveal my name in the marketplace. Now I'm hearing all of this stuff about marketplace, marketplace this, marketplace that. God ain't tell a lot of them folk about marketplace. I'm marketplace prophet. That ain't Bible. I'm marketplace this. That, that ain't nowhere near scripture. Let me help y'all with that. He told us deliberately to reveal his presence in the marketplace. Not to tell you how to advance credit. Not to tell you how to advance your money. Not to tell you how to advance this and advance that. Ain't none of that Bible. None of it. He deliberately told me and Charlena to make his name known in the marketplace. I don't hear none of them preaching the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I'm going to talk to you direct because I don't want you to miss the vision of this church. So Tasha, we came here with no money. We came here with no credit. We came here with no business card. We came here with no credit score. We just came. I want you to listen to me carefully. We just came. We heard one voice with no direction. He didn't tell us where to go. God will not tell you where to go. He will just tell you when you get there. Okay. Oh, what, whatever, whatever, whatever. He don't tell you where to go. He just tell you when you arrive. Cookie, can I talk to you? He, he never told us where to go. He just said, make my name known in the marketplace. He never told us, to. I want you to go to the mall. He don't talk like that, Tasha. He just let you know that this is the place when you arrive. Tell your neighbor, just go. Don't got to know where you're going. Just do what? Some of Charlena, some of our best times is when we were lost, driving. Never, ne never been to where the place is at? North Carolina? Never been to Asheville. But we just, you know what? Shoot. Took the little bit of money we had. Throw it in my little Silverado truck. I believe that's what it was. And we were just riding. 
ain't really packed nothing in the bag of the suitcase. We just throw some stuff in there, probably one or two underwear, and just been gone. I'm telling you. And the only thing I remember, it was a pitchfork. You could have go left and you could have go right. And we were trying to sit there to the, and decide. We're coming up. Decide. What to do, Charlena? Well, just go right. We went right and ended up in Asheville. And one of the best times of our life is when we got lost. Tell your neighbor, get lost in him. Just get lost. And he will tell you when you arrive, this is the place. Because in your mind, you got a, a description of what you think the place is. Samuel had a description of what he thought the king was. But when Samuel got lost, then he found. That's what the Bible says. If you seek, you shall find. That means just get lost. Just put down your notepad with all your plan and all your vision board. Man, ball that stuff up and throw it in the trash and just get lost. Just get lost, man. Just simply end it right now and just simply say this, God, whatever it is that you have for me, that's good, I receive it. Because every perfect and good gift come from where? So whatever you have for me, God, I receive it. I need some folk to say that. I need some folk who really believe that to say it. I'm not talking about you putting a stamp of amount of money you desire. None of that. The level of your house. Just God, whatever you have for me, I receive it because I know it's the best. Regardless if the house is 1,600 square foot or if the house is 3,500. Whatever it is that you have for me, I gladly receive it because it's the one, the best for me. Regardless if it's a Range Rover or it's a Honda, whatever it is that you have for me, I receive it because it's the best for me. God, whatever it is that you have for my family, I receive it because it's what? The best for me. Regardless if it's $30 an hour or it's $15 an hour, I receive it because it's the what? The best for me. And it's there you praise God from you don't got to worry about it. Whatever it is, Cohen, I receive it because it's the what? If you don't make me a sergeant, but I retire as an officer, I receive it because it's the what? You, you don't have to worry about it no more. You don't have to worry about it anymore. It's the best for Frank. David, 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 David went out. He to David went out the same way we went out. We went out. We went out just like David, the heart of David. Increasing faith is like the heart of David. When I tell you you have the DNA of God in you, I want you to realize what I'm saying. I'm not talking no seminary college no cemetery college i'm not talking from there i'm talking from an experience man i've dealt with some stuff i've preached faith one sunday with my head about to turn off and the moment i step out in the house irs telling me i owe this much money i'm not telling you something that i learned reading out of a book i'm telling you from experience that if you learn how to trust god when it seemed like there is 
it's going to get better. Uh, that daddy tell me it can't stay cloudy forever. It's going to get better. It can't stay dark forever. It got to get better. I mean, it can't stay rough forever. My God, it got to get better. If it can get better for Timmy down the road, I, I promise you, it got to get better. If it can get better for Melissa over there three miles up the road who don't even pray to God, my goodness gracious, it got to get better for me. I'm doing the most, God. It got to get better for me. I'm sacrificing God. It must get better for me. Hallelujah. All right, here we go. So David went out the same way we went out. Tell you this story. He went out, Sam. Same way we went out. With a slingshot. Saul said, David, you can't go out and fight that trained military man like this. That man grew up as a warrior. He came from birth as a warrior. David, you don't understand. His family tree runs deep with fighters. David, you a shepherd boy. You not a fighter. Tell your neighbor you a fighter. Oh, it's going to get good. I, I, I got to go, but, but I got to give this to you. No, 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 Dave. You can't go out with that old leather back slingshot with little three rocks in your pocket. This fellow right here that you, but don't you know your life is on the line? You can't. Man, look, it is commendable that you trust God. And listen, I grew up in Israel and I know God is good, but we talking facts. Somebody say facts. No, 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 no. I understand faith, man. Listen, I know the Torah. I know Moses. But boy, we're talking facts. We're talking real life. You can't go out there half naked talking about you fighting a trained man that been birthed this way. It was in Goliath's DNA to be a fighter. You were not a killer. Well, you know, I going out there, man, and I, I kill a lion and I kill a bear. Homeboy, do you not understand that he killed men? You're killing animals, David. This man killed men, thousands of men. His name is Goliath, not Mr. Bear, not Mr. Lion, not Mr. Wolf. He is Goliath. He killed men, cut man head off, man. I don't, okay, but you know what? I ain't going to talk to nobody that got a hard head. You believe God, I ain't going to talk to nobody that's stubborn. Go ahead on out there then. But I ain't going. Saul was the king, and Saul said, facts. I ain't going. So what are we going to do, Saul? Are we going to stay out here all night long and hopefully they get tired and they walk away? But we ain't going to fight nobody. We're just going to stand out here and look like we're army. We're going to stand out here and look like we got to praise. We're going to stand out here and look like we got to shout. We're going to stand out here and look like we got to dance. We're going to stand out here and look like we anointed. I mean, we ain't going to make no moves now, but we're just going to stand out here and look like. We're just going to, God don't want you to look like it. He wants you to do what? Be like it. Tell your neighbor, stop looking like it and be like it. Tell your neighbor, point to somebody, point to somebody that you want to pull them up higher and tell them that God don't want you to look anointed. He wants you to be anointed. Stop looking like you got it together and be like you got it together. You all people of God. You all faith walker. You all tongue speaker. You all casting out devil folk. Yeah. David went out there. David went out there. David went out there. David went out there. But Saul tried to put a, a helmet on the head. Somebody else's helmet. 
too big for him. You trying to wear somebody else anointed. Too big for you. You trying to look like somebody's shoes you can't wear. He said, okay, this, this ain't this. Do we have one to fit and say, no, 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 boss. Okay, all right, well, you're going to have to go with no helmet on. David said, I got one. Okay, I, I, boy, I'm sure glad you came. Tell your neighbor, I'm glad you came. Because this for you. So, okay, don't worry about that. Because, you know, I'm anointed because I'm a king. My name is King Saul, so I'm anointed. Yeah, yeah, but you're so anointed, but you ain't going to go out there and fight. Because you. So, here's my, here's my shield. Shield too heavy. You trying to wear somebody else's burden and wondering why you're depressed. Tell your neighbor, you got to learn how to carry your own first. You can't even minister to somebody until you first learn how to minister to you. You can't even really pray for somebody until you first learn how to pray to you. You can't pray nobody out of no sickness and out of no issue and out of no mental trouble until you first learn how to pray yourself out of a mental issue. Yourself out of a mental. That's why you try to figure out why my prayers, dear Lord, in church ain't really going through. Because you don't spend enough time praying for your own. Yourself is the training ground. Yourself is the training ground. God want to deal with you before you can deal with other folk. God want to mature you before you can. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't rush it. 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 Tell your neighbor you the training ground. Tell your neighbor you the training ground. Tell your neighbor you the training ground. You can't learn how to lead other folk until you can first of all know how to. You cannot encourage somebody else until you have learned how to encourage your. If your challenges is weighing you down, then you are not in the season to encourage somebody. You've got to learn right in that season how to encourage your. Because encouraging folk don't walk around looking depressed. Anointed People don't walk around looking battered. Anointing people don't walk around looking defeated. They learn how to carry the cross. They learn how to carry the issue. They learn how to carry the pain with a smile. They learn how to carry the, the, the uh, disappointment with a shout. They learn how to carry the... That's how you know you're promoted. Got a foreclosure notice on my house, but I'm still preaching faith. And I was preaching faith, and you didn't even know what I was going through. You would tell me, Pastor Frank, I love when you're preaching faith. But you didn't realize what I've been going through. And the more I was preaching faith to you, I was preaching it to me. When I was telling you to believe in God, I was telling myself. When I was telling you it got to get better, I was telling myself. When I was telling you that God going to pull you out, I was telling myself. When I was telling you that God is going to make a way for you, I was telling myself. So the more I was preaching faith to you, the more I was preaching to myself. The more I was binding things in your house, I was binding them in mine. The more I was telling you that God going to bless you economically, I was telling that God going to bless me too. So you got to understand that I'm not preaching a word to you that I haven't first eaten first. The reason why I know that the word of God is good because I ate it first. The reason how I know that God is a healer because I ate it first. The reason how I know that God is a deliverer because I ate it first. And then when I begin to tell you that God will bring you out every situation is because I tried him. The reason how I know that God will set you free of depression because I 
tried him. The reason how I know that God has set you on a strong ground is because I tried him. The reason how I know that God will dry up your tears in the midnight hour is because I did what? Try him. So I don't preach the word of God from a place for somebody to give me a hand clap. I preach the gospel of Jesus Christ because I tried him. I taste him. I tried him and I know he's good. I don't have to back up because I don't think nobody's supporting me. Sam, I've learned how to do what? Try him in a valley. I learned how to do what? Try him in a dark place. I learned how to do what? Try him deep down in the valley when I couldn't call on my wife. I had to learn how to try him. When I couldn't call on my mother, I had to learn how to try him. When it seemed like they didn't understand me, I had to learn how to try him. When they left me, I learned how to try him. I just wish I belonged to a church that I knew. Yeah. Okay. David finally went out. He said that. I can't fight him with your stuff. I can't fight him with your stuff. I can't, I can't fight him with your sword. Uh, Pastor Frank, I can't fight him with your anointing. Uh, Pastor Frank, I know, I know you've been through this and you've been through that, but I, I can't fight him with your experience. Pastor, I, I, I know you speak in tongue and you pray and you're so strong and it seems like you're so consistent, but I can't fight them with your inconsistency. Tell your neighbor you got to try them for yourself. Allowing God to take you through transformation don't feel good, so let's go ahead and kill that. Allowing God to mature you don't feel good. You can look like you got it together, but the anointing really reveals your mask. See, 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 to wear this, you got to be able to go through ridicule. You, you, you got to go to not, you got to go through not being popular. You, you, you got to go through walking by yourself for a season you got you you got to go through eating peanut butter and jelly and that's it ain't no flavor soda in the house so it's just peanut butter jelly water and, and, and how, how long you gonna be consistent eating that can you eat that with a smile on your face every day can you slice that bread and say, boy, this is a gourmet meal and God, I thank you anyhow? Man, you, oh, no. Y'all want wasabis. You want fancy. When I'm going to eat this bologna sandwich right here, I know this processed meat ain't good, but guess what? I'm going to eat it because God, guess what? And I believe that it's going to heal my body. See? See? Man, I'm in this house, man, and my family don't even understand what I'm going through, God. I'm being strong for everybody else. But when I'm looking for somebody, they ain't there. Mm -mm. Tell your neighbor, don't get depressed. 
God training you. But God, why I got to go through this? Every leader had to. <laughs> Leadership ain't easy. They called Jeremiah the weeping prophet. There ain't no prophet of God that didn't deal with depression. David dealt with it. David dealt with grief. David prayed that the boy would live. He prayed all night long. And God still took the life for the baby. Guess what David did? Stop crying immediately. He said, why weep for the dead? Some of us, you still holding on. Tell your neighbor, stop weeping now. Can't weep for somebody that ain't living. I weep for the ones that are. <laughs> but he went out though. He ain't went out and saw stuff. He went out what he knew best. The reason why, Sam, we got the DNA of God, because God used what he had in his hand. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, I know y'all ready to go, but I want, I'm speaking to you. And the Bible declares in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God did what? created then it goes on to tell you that the earth was without what void empty purposeless that meant the mind of God was able to look on empty matters and see possibility mm. God was able to look in things that didn't even look formed what man did this it ain't worth nothing we can't do nothing with that God looked at it and said hmm but I see this. Could it be that you're looking at yourself? Yeah, person broken, they're going through. But it ain't over. Because in the brokenness, it's opportunity to do what? Create. In the emptiness, it's opportunity to do what? I want you all to say this. Say, God make me an opportunist. There's opportunity. There's opportunity in the field where ain't nothing growing. It's opportunity. David went out, Amanda, with just a slingshot. Didn't even have no rocks in it. So it looked like David went out unprepared. He went out. She, he can't beat me. David, what you doing? Get back, David. Can't beat me. But I bought it. See, 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 that's why I don't even mess with David. I don't tell y'all. That's his brother's talk. See, man, see, that's why I don't even. David get on my nerve, man. He don't listen. Daddy just told him to come out here and feed us and go home. Now he out there fighting Goliath. See, it's all about David. That's what your enemies say. And if you ain't careful, that's why you don't want to move up and take your position. Because you think, man, but I don't want to look like I'm taking over. I, I, I don't want to look like. I, I, I don't want to look like. David didn't care what they thought. David went out there with that old raggy up slingshot, thread hanging off. And the Bible declared he found 
three smooth stones and he put it in there. And he went to and Goliath been cussing. This is what y'all sent out to fight me? Huh? I'm a champion. And David said, the same way I kill a bear and I kill a lion, I'm going to take your head. He said it to a champion. The reason why David was able to kill Goliath is because David used what he had. He didn't look for nothing more, nothing less. He used what he had. We didn't have money to come here in a mall, a church in a mall. We didn't have that. But everything that you see in here, we never bought it from a bank. We used everything that we had. We did not buy something out of a store. These wood all came from the same. Oh, come on, church. Why y'all so tired all the time? Go to bed on a Saturday night. Hallelujah. Listen to me carefully. We used what we had. It came from ourselves. And we used what we had. We didn't go to the lumber store to get it. The lumber was right in here. See, you're missing it because you're looking on the outside when everything that God wants to bless you and build you with is on the inside. Do you understand the vision of this church? It was found where? On the inside. We came in the place, Deborah. We went in the back. This used to be called foot action. Foot action. Thank you, Charlena. Foot action. Foot action. Foot action. Boy, are you get you getting that in it? This place was called foot action. That means God wants some action with our. Yeah, yeah. So then here come the name on top of foot action. Increasing. I need God to increase my foot action by. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So then here it is. We can, boy, we can fix that thing up. Here we go. So, so we went right through this back door. Here, right here, Cohen. Right here, Cohen. This is what we went through. Right here. Boom. We opened it up. We went right here. And, and when we went there, we needed faith. See, some of you couldn't come with us during this process. And some of you, I wish you did. And see, so, some of you came in when all of this stuff was pulled up. But some of you, some of you was here when it was just one drill, one ladder that's still back there right now. Four folk. Kerry would come with his truck. Because he ain't had no money to get no U-Haul. So we used Kerry truck. Kerry ain't never complained. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Knock off from work, tired. I'm going to show you this now. We, 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 we getting somewhere. Walk in the back. Walk in the back. Walk in the back. Some two in the morning, we still here. Drilling. All of these that you see today, you know what these are? These are the shelves that folk used to put their shoe on. My blood pressure had done went up because we didn't have the funds. And we did this in a month. We did it in a month. And my blood pressure went up. Cookie saw I was worrying. 
We'll cook Cookie in the back. She, she saw I was worrying, and Cookie texted me. See, my mother-in-law never let me worry, though. She never let me worry. She never allowed me to worry. She messaged me. She said, Frank, God dropped something in my heart. Well, what is it, Cookie? When you get off, come see it. What that did to me was cause me to get excited when I was like, my blood pressure was so high that I've been drinking water all night long, had my boots off, foot prop up. My blood pressure was so high. Worrying. 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 Worrying on something that's out of my control. God just told me to go. Got off work, Tasha. Came here. And I said, what is? This was the first thing I saw. Well, Cookie, what is? Frank. Frank. You know what this is? Cookie, that. This the shelves. I'm going to walk y'all through this church. The shelves we couldn't do what? The shelves we couldn't do what? Some of you trying to get rid of stuff. And God wants you to keep it. Because he about to elevate you right through there. Right there. Trying to get rid of some stuff. Ain't nobody will come get it. It was 90 shelves in the back. And I ain't talking about no 90 shelves like this. You, know, you could just put. I'm talking about way up there. 90. Soon as you open the door, it went from one side all the way to the next, all the way to the back. And weeks. We, it started off with us taking the ladder, doing this, setting it, climbing up, and taking the first screw out. Tell your neighbor, you just got to get a start. Zzzz. Blink, 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 blink. Well, that's one, Deke. Well, here we go. To two in the morning, working, 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 working. Just a few folk working, 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 working. Try to call for some help. Folk won't come. Working, working. Wait a minute. We got that taken care of, right? God started sending some help. Pastor Capers came. Pastor Capers gave us some chairs. Ain't never asked for them back. Sent some of the ones you sitting on. He gave us some chairs. You know why? Because we believe that, oh, we're going to have a packed house. Pastor Capers came. Bill is here. This right here, he gave it to us. Bill it. Ain't charged nothing. The walls were messed up. All jacked up. Pastor Keisha, Big Mike had a cousin who was a painter. He came here, didn't charge us nothing, and put all the paint on the walls. Walls was jacked up, had holes in it. Put the paint all on the wall. We need a media department. Cookie took all the shelves that we had left and built a media department with shelves. Now, if you want to get technical, if you just turn your little tired self around, because I know you're tired, turn around and look at how uneven the walls are. That ain't perfect. Look down on the floor, you don't see no carpet. Look at how rigid the floor is.
if I could get one person, one person who ain't never did this, Miss Amanda, let me get you. I need you to walk to this wall right here. And I need you to rub this wall and tell me how it feel. Yeah. Yeah. Rub that. How it feel? R sandy and rough, don't it? It ain't feel smooth, don't it? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not going to get you to do it, but, 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 but you can rub your hand on this and I promise you, you're going to get a splinter. You with your nice shirt, if you stand on one, if you stand on the wall and you move, I promise you you're going to rip a thread. The reason why the church was built like this is because God didn't want a perfect looking church. He wanted this church to be a church to show imperfection. Because the ones that I'm going to bring through the door are going to need to be built. Some going to come in rough. That's going to need to be sand down, but they can come anyway. Some going to come uneven, but, but don't, don't turn them away. Bring them. I said, God had to remind me this morning that don't let my emotions cause me to forget the vision of the church. There's going to be someone that come in and flow just all rough and scuffed and deep down mocks that you really can't get out. Let them come anyway. So God is not looking for perfect folk to come to this church. He's looking for battered, broken, hurt. Folk feel like they're purposeless to sit right where you are. Your job is to go find them. They're at the schoolhouse. Find them. They're right on your job. Find them. You got some folk in your contact. Find them. You got some family member. Find them. Because you ain't defeated. So stop telling yourself that you're broken because you're not. You got delivered from that the first moment you stepped in this place and you heard the word. It is you that keep reminding yourself that you're less than if you're doing that. You are not depressed. You are not circumstantial. Especially if you've been hearing the word of God being preached to you. You've made it this far because you've been using what you have in your hand. And that's the DNA of God is to use what you have. Look for things outside of you. Look for it on the inside, son, and you'll always prosper. Because everything is where? On the inside of you. We use what we had, Sam. We use what we had, Keisha. And it's always going to seem like it's not enough until you begin to put it together. A puzzle always seems mess up until you connect one and two. Then you see where to connect the next piece. But if you don't get started, you will never see the end. So let's not come in this place looking for something perfect. Tell your neighbor you ain't going to find it. You got to build it. Your marriage, you got to build it. Your children, you got to build it. Your husband, 
you got the billing. Your wife, you got the billing. God does not give you anything finished. He just give it to you. And you got to finish it. He don't give you finished children. They don't even come out your womb 21 already. They already got teeth and all kind of stuff. Talking and ready to work. Through time, they become what? Complete. And you know your first child. You, that baby pop out and you didn't know what to do. You didn't know, your mama didn't know what to do, boy. And you're like, eh, eh, and, and she don't know what to do. That, that's, you understand? She didn't know how to cause you to stop crying. Give your bottle. Hey, you want the bottle. Up all night long and got to get up to go to work. You had to go to high school. So you didn't know what to do. Stop. I need everybody to breathe. Let it out. Listen, listen to Pastor Frank. You don't know what to do. I went out, man. We went to Myrtle Beach and I didn't want it to go. We went to a wedding, man. Charlene, uncle's wedding. I didn't want to go, man. All I turned little. She just had, which one was it? Joe, man. Y'all don't know Joseph. Y'all know nothing about him. Leave him alone because y'all don't know him. I know him. I know Joe. I know him. We got experience. But I want to be the daddy. I want to be the daddy. Me and Joe been dealing with this. We just ain't start this relationship. But I have my macho. I want to be. The, I, I'm the daddy, man. Charlie, let, let me have him. Let me have him. Let me have him. Bring him here. Because he, he cutting up. Bring him here. I'm the daddy. And I raise these three. He ain't no different. I got it. And I took him. Come on, Joe. It's my baby boy. Boy ain't care nothing but that. I care about that. My baby boy, come on, boy. Daddy love you. Boy, daddy love you, boy. I'm, and I'm speaking life over him. Well, you're going to be awesome. You're going to be awesome. And mama told me one thing about babies. They can feel your emotion. So I feel him rearing up because he want to get tight. You know, when they're about to cry, you feel a little muscle. They just leg and everything. Tis up, and I'm in Jesus' name. So when he getting tense, you know me, I, I, I'm rearing up too. You know, and I'm like, no, 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 calm down. In Jesus' name. I speak peace over you, boy, in Jesus' name. I speak peace. What, what you do? Do you know what to do when you're speaking peace over your family, but, but you spoke that peace, and here it is, here come the drama? Now, you just spoke the peace. Peace in my home and, and drama. What do I do at that point? 
I've been speaking prosperity over my money and I just got laid off. What do I do at that? How they say it? And, and, and that what? And, 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 that, and that part. That's what they say? And, and that part. That part. What do you do when you've been prophesying financial deliverance and then all of a sudden work gets slow, you got laid off? That part. See, that's what caused folk to just say, man, you know what, man? Ain't for me, boy. Same for me, boy. The same, ain't, boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Ain't no way, boy. Boy, I've been speaking over this. No way, boy. That part. Joe stopped cutting up, man. And I ain't talking about the way your baby might have cut up. No, boy, Joe cut up. Joe cut up. Joe cut up so bad. I took Joe in the truck. It been cold, man. It was cold in Myrtle Beach. Joe cut up so bad, man. He got so hot in that truck that all the windows had fog up. Y'all don't understand when you you got that in Sam. It got that hot in that truck because he been cutting up. And, 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 and I grabbed Joe like this. Because he was hollering and was folk on the other side, on the outside. And they were walking and that boy screaming to the top of his lung. So I got scared because DSS. And I said, boy, I hope nobody think I'm hurting my son. So now I don't know what to do. What do you do, boy, when it seems like nothing is working? I had Joe on my arm. I don't know what to do. I picked Joe up like this. I said, boy, please stop. I said, son, stop, son. Had my hand behind us. I said, boy, stop. Stop, Joe. And he, ah, ah. Joe, please stop. Joe kept going on. Joe kept going on. I said, God, I don't know what to do. So I, I'm going to put him down. Maybe he don't want me to hold him. So then I just put him down on the, on the passenger seat. I just put him down. Maybe he don't even want me to touch him. So I put him down. That boy hate me, man. And, 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 and I just set him down. Maybe if he cool off. Maybe I'm holding him and he hot. So, so I unbuttoned his shirt a little bit and, 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 and just set him. Just set him down. And I won't even look at Joe. I just look out the window. And he, ah, and I said, well, I ain't going to look at him. So I look on the outside of the window. Maybe he's so aggravated with me. Maybe I'm not even going to touch him. I'm not even going to unbutton his top shirt so let his chest show. Let a little cool air hit him because he's sweating. I'm sweating. He wet up. So I'm sitting him down. And I'm like, boy, Charlene don't got to come on. This daddy syndrome, this macho man, they're gone. I ain't even that no more. They got to come on, right? So I'm calling Charlena on her phone, but 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 I'm so messed up that I'm calling the wrong number. So I'm calling some Google. I don't I don't even understand what's going on with her phone, like some Google voice thing. So I'm like, now I'm screaming, oh, my God, come on, where y'all at? I'm screaming, and people looking at me. So I said, well, I got one more thing to do. So I grabbed Joe. I'm now walking around the truck. Skipping, doing all kind of just dumb stuff. Don't even make no sense. Just skipping, skipping, and he, he, ah, ah, ah. So then Charlene them got in the car, and by that time, my little tuxedo, whatever I had on, buttoned all the way down to my stomach, all my chest showing because I done wore out, cuffling somewhere else, and I'm beating, I'm tired. Charlene get the little boy, he stopped crying. Joe act like that for 30 minutes with me in that truck. And the mama picked Joe up and he stopped crying. And I told Charlena from that point on, and I meant it, and, and the same way today, I got nothing to do with Joe. 
You deal with him. I ain't got nothing to do with him. I fussed from Myrtle Beach all the way to Moscone, and I said, I got nothing to do with Joe. You deal with him. He looked just like you. So y'all perfect match. You deal with him. And I ain't been bothering Joe. From, and Joe still look at me funny. He be walking in the house, and he just... One time, y'all think I'm playing. Me and this boy got history. One time, I'm sitting on Jacob in bed, and he walked, literally walked past and come back. I promise, hand on the word of God. And that's when I pulled Joseph to the side. And I said, hey, boy, come here. Come here. I said, come here, man. I got concern. I said, come here. Come here. Come here. I said, you got a problem? You got a problem? You, you, you got something you need? And I was serious, man. Charlena heard me having a real conversation with a five-year-old. And I said, y'all know how Bernie Mac be acting? I almost had that Bernie Mac experience. Like, boy, what's wrong with you? Joe, what's wrong with you, man? We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this because see what's going to happen. You keep this up at 18, it's going to be some, it's it, it going to be some, like they say, some furniture moving, man. Because we, we, we can't live like this. We're not going to live like this now. Because by the time you get 18, I'm going to be in my 50s, man. So, we, look, man. Ain't, ain't no problem. That's what he said. Ain't no problem. So I said, well, why are you looking at me like that? You know, it ain't no problem, Daddy. All right. So I told Charlene and Cookie, I'm going to take it up a notch. I'm going to MME training. I'm serious. They're called Lionheart. I done signed up, boy. MMA Jiu-Jitsu. Pastor Frank ain't playing no game. Weightlifting ain't going to solve this problem. I'm going to have to put him in a hole. Yes, sir. I'm already training for Joe. Because he's going to be younger. He 18. And I'm going to be in my 50s, Mike. So I'm, I'm in training years ahead. And I ain't letting him know nothing. What I'm not going to do is let him go through the same training. He ain't doing that. Me and him ain't going to be training the same. He could take a little karate class because karate ain't going to beat jiu-jitsu. I don't know if y'all ever see MMA fight. When them boys grab... Them boy be tapping out. I'm going to tap Joe out. I ain't the one, Joe. You better go to your room, boy, because I ain't the one. You have a long night, boy. You have a long night, man. Has this word blessed you? Yeah. I want you to be inspired, man. And I want you to be able to understand that God's DNA is in you and the world don't want you to tap into that because that's when the game change that's when the comeback happens that's when the bounce back happens when you tap into that god nature that's inside of you boy it all change and the god nature is for you to create use what you got don't look around you you try to find something new. It's in your hand. I need everybody to look at the hand. Look at your hand. Yeah. Let me tell you how special your hands are. Everybody in this room, guess what? Nobody got the same fingerprints like you. Nobody in the world. Nobody in the world, Cohen. I'm not talking about in America, in the entire world, 
can match your fingerprints. How you think they find the criminal? Through their fingerprints. So you are special. There's nobody like you. So stop trying to figure this thing out. And just get lost with God. Take a ride with him like I told you. And just get lost. Let him speak to you and tell you some things he's been trying to tell you for the last 10 years. Amen. Did this bless you? Did this inspire you? It's in you. I promise you. It's in me. Let us stand. Those parts in my life personally that Man, I'm telling you, my, my story, man, I'm, I'm, it was jacked up, man. I was so messed up in my mind that I was hallucinating. Before Charlena, before my children, stress had me so messed up. That's good right there. Stress had me so messed up, man. So, anybody ever been there? I was so messed up in my head. Like I didn't get suicidal. I never wanted to take my life. But the stress, this was before Charlene and my children. The stress had me so messed up that I thought folk was following me. I was that afraid. See, folk told me, don't, don't be fearful. No, man. When the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear. See, some of us don't understand what he's saying. That's that kind of fear that's, that's like, demonic I'm not talking about that kind of you being afraid to take the next step because you don't know what's going to happen no he's not talking about that like you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow so that's why you're afraid to make that decision no when he said that God has not given us the spirit of fear that's something uh, demonic He's, he's not saying God is not giving you the spirit of being afraid. Because at times that you are afraid, you trust him. But the spirit of fear is something completely different. That's not uncertainty, bro. That's when you walk in. Watch this. Watch this. Charlene, walk. I, I, I want you to see this. And if anybody's... Feeling, no, 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 just come, come back here. If anybody is feeling what Charlene is about to feel, then yeah, you got to get prayed for. This is the spirit of fear. Now go ahead and walk. Walk. What do you feel? Like I was behind you? Okay, let's do it again. Watch this, watch this. That's scary. Come here, come here. You try it. You try it. You try it. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Go walk. Walk. How'd that feel? Very, very, very uncomfortable. And, and, and what, what would you do?
And you look around and ain't nobody following you. That's what I dealt with, Cookie. I would go hide off in the corner. And let me tell you about a mother's love. I would go hide off in the pallets. I told y'all to stand. I mean, I need to end it. But now y'all standing and I'm talking. I don't want nobody, to, you know, <laughs> got my eye on <laughs> You know what to do. And I'm by the pallet. I grab my little flip phone and I call my mama. I said, Mama, and these folk following me. Boy, you know, I couldn't tell that story without crying. And, and boy, let me tell you, I, 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 and, and Mama picked up. And she called me. She said, who following you, Frankie? I said, Mama, they following me. And, and, and Mama trying to understand what I'm thinking, but I'm so messed up in my head that I couldn't tell, I couldn't explain it. So now Mama, my mom, Mama's hearing my fear. I am dealing now with the spirit of fear, boy. Have creeped up on me, trying to live in me, because of circumstances. And if you focus on the circumstances of your life and give it all your attention, spirits will creep up on you. It creeps up on you through circumstances. And that's why you cannot focus on them. Tell your neighbor it's a trap. Mama said, Frankie, ain't nobody following you, son. I said, Mama, you don't understand. Boy, I couldn't sleep at night. Then when I'm laying down in the bed, Cookie, you know what? I thought I was seeing green dots in my room like this. Cohen, we see people like that in the jail. And you know what they do with those folk? They put them on suicide watch. They put them on mental observation. I'm talking to you guys. Dealt with folk that's in jail. Listen, jail. Jail symbolized what? Bondage. That be up all night long staring out the window like this. Talking out their head. See? In it? Staring out the window like this here. Some of y'all couldn't work in that condition. But some of you need to see that. Because you see the way people are. Right among you, but lock up in jail. Look good, look sane, look like they got it together, but completely out of their mind. And they're walking right through this mall. Mama said, Frank, you got to go to counseling. So I got on medication to help ease my trouble. I got on that. I was messed up in my head all because of circumstance and I'm telling you if circumstances are meant for you to focus on them and if you give your circumstances your full attention is going to mess your mind up boy I didn't know if it was Monday from Tuesday 
And it crushed my mom because she wanted, but she couldn't do anything but pray all night long. I'd have folk praying for me. I got on medication. Then I went to counseling. And a woman told me, I can't solve your problems, sir. But I'm going to show you how to solve yours. And I stick with that woman and I talk with her. I call mom and I said, mom, I'm feeling better. And that's why I believe in counseling. I believe in counseling. And that's why I preach the word of God from a place that deals with you. And it don't matter if it takes me an hour, an hour and a half, or two hours. Because I know what I've been through, Tasha. I know what I've been through. And I don't want to take a chance with any person. So I preach it and I teach it as though everybody is going through what I went through. Because you ain't going to live in this life and not deal with some stuff. It's too much pressure out here. So I believe in my heart. Listen, I believe in my heart, Deborah, that the only thing that saved me was not medicine. The only thing that saved me was not sitting on that woman's couch. It was this. That I no longer heard God for me to make more money. I heard the Lord spoke to me, my DNA. And we got too much broken people out here and in this church just to talk about money. Folk need to know their DNA. And it was there that I realized that, man, I can't find God no other place than me. And I remember, son, I looked in the mirror. I looked in the mirror for the first time. Boy, I couldn't even look at myself. I was so depressed. I was 195 pounds and I dropped down to 152. My own uncle was in the barber shop and I had lost so much weight. I wasn't sick. I got sick after all of that, but I wasn't. My uncle looked at me and didn't even recognize me. I was sitting right beside him with a, with a ball cap on. And he, he didn't even notice his own nephew. Didn't even notice me. And he said, Frank, what's wrong? And I began to tell him. I broke down. He said, son, please don't lose no more weight. They got concerned for my health. That's the spirit of fear. So listen, Keita, when I'm preaching, I'm not preaching to fill no church. But I'm just trying to find one person. Just one. Just one. And if it takes me three hours, I will sit there for three hours. Man, just one person, man. And you know what I tell God? Hey, if you want to take me now, I'm ready. My family's okay. I'm not leaving them in no debt. You see? Because I'm sold out for that. I believe that. And that's why I promised God, Tyra. I said, God, you brought me out, not me. So I'll forever do your work with one mic, one voice, one sound. That's the vision of this church. That's the vision of this house. That's why God brought us here. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor that it's in your blood. blood. Tell him again, it's in your blood. In In Jesus' name, let me pray.
every head bow, every eyes closed all over this place. Father, we thank you for your blood. Yeah. We thank you for your blood that you place in us. We thank you, Father, for your spirit that you place. We will no longer determine whether or not we are connected to you because of circumstance. We will no longer say that we are connected to you because of how we feel. We have your DNA in us. We were born with this. There is no mountain that we have not climbed over. Even the ones that we have not yet experienced, we've already climbed over. There is no enemy that we have not defeated. It's already done. We thank you, God, for your anointing is in us. We thank you, God, for your mind is in us. We thank you because we are more than conquerors. We are special people. Built differently. We are resilient. Not because of our own strength. But because you abide in us. You live in us. You breathe in us. You gave us your breath. So because of that we thank you. We are nothing. Without you. We can become. We just thank you Lord. God, we're not even going to thank you for the blessings. We just thank you for you. We're not even going to, God, we're not even going to focus on the open doors that you have for us. No, we're just going to thank you for you. God, we're not even going to thank you for protection. No, we're just going to thank you for you. God, we're not even going to thank you for letting us overcome enemies. No, God. We just thank you for you. We thank you for giving us this life. Times we mess it up. We go in our own direction. Sometimes we want to be messy and do our own thing. But then yet still you love us anyhow. The mess ups that we've done. You say you will fix it anyway. When we go so far east. Say don't worry about it. I'm going to bless you in the east. When we go so far west, don't worry about it, I'll bless you in the west. We thank you for your love. We're not focusing, God, on the healing. We just thank you for your love. We're not even focusing on the deliverance. We just thank you for your love. We're not even focusing on the anointing now, God. We just thank you for your love. And that's it. That's it. Thank you for visiting us today. I thank you for these, your precious people. Whew. Man, God, sometimes I get so full because I don't know if your people knows how much you love them. And it hurt me to see them put up with things that they don't have to. It hurts me to see them carry weight that they don't have to carry. 
So just speak to your people. Freedom of every self-worry. Freedom from every self-desire. Let them not have any wants anymore. Let them not even have a care anymore. Teach them how to be free. Like a bird gliding through the air. Show them how to spread their wings. My joy, God, is when I see them fly. I'm not even concerned if I fly. I'm not even concerned about if I fly. I want them to fly. Give them a testimony. Give them an experience. That they'll never forget. Bless the one who can. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Cohen, come here, man. Come right here. Come right here. Come right here. Come right here. Come right there, man. Yeah. Man, your success ain't found where you think it is, brother. God has given you the natural ability to make people smile. Close your eyes. He's given you the power to make people smile. He's given you that power to make people smile, son. Tap into your humor. Tap into your laughter. Don't allow people to make you be them. You are unique. Special. A different kind of leader. A very unique leader. And God is going to place you around those folks. That will receive you and keep you away from the ones who will despise, reject, and hurt you. Yeah. Laughter. Make people smile. Make them laugh, Cohen. Make them laugh and smile. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus name hallelujah in Jesus name in Jesus name let everything be done Jesus name son if you let it go you feel better you let it go you feel better your minor aches and pains is coming from you wandering just let it go, man. Because you weren't born with that. No. No. You weren't born with it. Let it go. Let it go. Everything, son. 
everything. Look at your hand. Look at it. It's right there. It's very small. Very small. But it's right there. Now look. 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 Bill it. From scratch. From scratch. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lead them, kids. Lead them. But it's going to take time. It's going to take your time. You a mother of how many? Three? <laughs> no, you're not. God has made you a mother of many. And nobody's going to take this task, Kita. But you. Saying we can't go find nobody to help Kita. She's going to have to find them. You. 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 You is the mother of the children. You and Carrie. Yeah. You get angry if I tell you. We're going to close the thing down. Why, Pastor Frank? So go all the way. Go all the way. Let it be your mission to save the children. That's your call, man. That's why you love nursing. That's in your blood. Be that. You got it. Man, I promise you, you ain't going to fall. Do it, Kita. Just do it. But you got to go all the way. You can't go half. You're doing good. But go all the way. Sacrifice all your time. Your boy's watching you. They're going to pick it up. They're watching you now. Go all the way. 
Look how strong Gary has become. Because you they're watching you go all the way. I know you ain't no crier. You don't need to be. But you got to save a lot of kids, man. You need a bus. Tyra, look. I need you to go all the way. Stop hiding in the back of this church. Go all the way. All the way. We need you. We need Tyra. Amen. Tell your neighbor you got it. In Jesus' name. Let me close. Come on, give a hand clap of praise. Yeah. Can you? Can you? With the kids? You, you know, well, you can always roll next Sunday. Amen. All right. Sorry. Beat me up later. Amen. You ready? Amen. Did you enjoy the service? Amen. How many of you are ready for January the 1st? Come on, make some noise. I, I want to do a watch night, but I got to get with my wife. I know somebody want me to marry them, but they ain't never get back. It, hmm? Okay, so we can? Okay, all right, so we may end up doing a, huh? Yeah, so we may end up be doing uh, doing a watch night, okay? A little watch night deal. Well, I don't know what to call it. The what? A New Year's Eve service watch night. Uh, you know? Uh, oh, huh? So, so now the kids are coming. <laughs> okay. All right. So what the kids gonna do? They want to sing, okay? So they're gonna sing us a selection that they prepared. Then after the selection, then we're gonna have we'll do it after announcements. Okay, so after announcements, y'all hold tight. Then we're going to have the selection of the kids. And then after that, Pastor Sam going to dismiss us, okay? Um, the giving. Oh, you take care of all of that. Amen. Okay. All right. Let's give a round of applause for Miss Tasha. She don't want me to call her pastor. Pastor Tasha. Charlene. Can you help me? Tell me?